courtesy of Bow, sports.com, stitcher.com, iTunes. You can subscribe to this lovely, sexy, wonderful podcast for free. Tune in media for your mobile devices, Google Play Podcast, and we are also on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that we so lovingly call Bow on Bulls. The show totally, utterly, and foreverly dedicated to the Chicago Bulls and NBA talk. I am Big Dave. I am Cedar, aka Chris. AKA Chris, and we are in round two of the Tournament of Trash. Of course, round one was wild as hell. Uh, <laughs> long as hell. Uh, it was it was crazy, guys going off track, but it was an amazing show, it really was. So it was normal, just normal. Shout out to D, yeah. shout out to Tom. Does the C-Red, um, Fred, um, Vito um, card almost came out. You know, D, D yeah. Jax is like the guy, like, you know, you have like a, a thousand piece puzzle. And you put it on the table, and the pieces are counted together. And he walks by, like, we put this shit up a little bit, and then scramble everything around on the table. <laughs> the puzzle pieces. Yeah, you you know you about you know you about sixty five years old, brother. You throwing out puzzles, man. Nobody <laughs> rocking with puzzles no more, man. Who doing what? puzzles? <laughs> Who doing puzzles? You, you do you have a puzzle? I'm, I'm, do you have one? Do I, you know, I haven't done a puzzle. I have. Well, do I have you like, own one? You own one? Not now. I bought okay. my parents puzzles because they retired. Exactly. So Your they, parents. You see what I'm saying? Like, right? you see what I mean? Well, you know what? what? For real though, I'm, I'm sure there's some puzzle lovers out there, man. If you guys out there who love puzzles, y'all are under 50. About puzzles. <laughs> 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 or or if, you, if you don't know what a puzzle is, please Google it. <laughs> They're on the shelves in the back. You yeah. know, Target all the way to the back. By the yeah. Collecting dust. Yeah. Yeah, I dare you to buy your nephew a puzzle. See, 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 see how that goes. See how that goes, bro. Yeah. Paper or something? I don't know. You know. I class. I don't know. But um, with round one, we had always when we do these shows, we always have really, really dope guests. That's why the other <laughs> great side about doing this, outside of you know the silliness of the tournament, is the guests that we get to have. And today is definitely no exception. Um, this young man here, he doesn't know this, but. He's the reason I I tune. I'm a White Sox fan, but I don't. I, I stopped watching them for a while. But he's the reason I literally Should tune in. You're the reason <laughs> I, I literally tune in because you on Twitter is one of the funniest shits. Watching you tweet during White Sox games, it's just the roller coaster of emotions and the yeah. hilarity of the shit you be tweeting. Just has <laughs> it, it has me on the floor, man. It, it is so hilarious. But he's incredibly knowledgeable by all sports the nfl nba mlb uh wrestling also what have you he gets into all these things um 79th and hallis is his podcast with his brother where they talk about the bears i'm not gonna hold you it's a youtube show that is just really really great you know it has a bunch of great guests on there man it's, it's really dope he's also part of barber's chair network y'all give it up for the main man the one the only mr scott Lewis, what's up, bro? Thank you. Thank you uh, for having me on today, man. Uh, Big Dave, C Dubs, glad to be on here. Big fans of y'all, man. Uh, you know, Dave, you came on um, yeah, my Bulls podcast earlier in the yeah. season, man. So it's good that I come here and uh, return the favor, man. Let's, let's, you know, let's get into it. Man. I'm excited to talk about some Bulls. It's been a minute since I talked about them. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> last time we talked, what, what, you weren't too happy. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, well, that's the majority of my existence as a Bulls, man. Uh, <laughs> A Chicago mm. fan, I would say. You know what I'm saying? Chicago yeah. sports fan. Yeah, I, yeah. I noticed that like a Chicago sports fan is like, it's just not supposed to happen for us. And I think I've accepted it. You know, uh, it, it just is what it is. <laughs> this, this is how it be. I feel you, man. It just is what it is. 
I feel you. Um, so I mentioned uh before I get into I mentioned 79th and Hallis, um the pod you do with your brother, man. You all just recently celebrated uh your 200th episode, and that's kind of why you're in town because you guys had a live uh podcast over at Haymaker, man. And so talk to me about that event, how it went, man. How how was it for you? Man, it was dope, man. I'm actually kind of still hung over. Uh, but it was it was a great event. Um, wanna give a shout out to everybody at Haymarket Pub and Brewery, Jay, Mike, all the guys out there. They were great hosts. And it's just something like, you know, we had a we had a packed crowd. It was cracking, you know, a lot of people mm. came through. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. Like uh, it was actually better than I expected it to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've been throwing events for probably about 14 years. Like the first event I threw. I was when I went to Columbia College. Right, it's funny, Ozzy, Ozzy Gian's son was in my group, and oh, wow. uh, we uh-huh. had to throw an event together at Reggie's. And this was okay. like 2008, mm-hmm. and I've been doing events for that, like you know, different entertainment stuff. So it's like this is the first event I've had where we didn't have like a bump in the road and put it okay. together. And I was I was waiting for the curveball, literally up until the moment the actual show started. I'm like, all right, one of these mics gonna go out or something. Like right. something's gonna happen. Yep. But <laughs> it was it, it was a fun event, man. It was just cool to like just kind of see how far the pod is going. Like this is our eighth season doing this. You know what I'm saying? This is a, it's only the Chicago Bears, the only team we talk about on this show. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like opened up the doors to everything I'm doing right now. So it was just mm-hmm. cool for people to come out, celebrate it. And people had a good time. And we had like an interactive uh, Q&A, which we have this thing on the podcast called the Go Crazy Hotline. Mm-hmm. People leave messages, um, you know, after it's a Bears win or a Bears loss. And the funny thing is when the Bears win, we don't really get that many messages. When the Bears lose, I'm talking about the game can still be going on and the, and the hotline is going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So we so we did one of them for this and it was, it was real fun to have that. So it was a cool experience, man. It was, it was it was a real fun event on Thursday night. Wow, that's cool, so, 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 so were you surprised about the, the turnout? I mean, like, because you do all these podcasts and you, you always still kind of unsure, like, who listens and, like, are people right. really into me? Was this so like a reaffirm a reaffirmation that you know you're doing the right thing that people are still out there they're still fans? Yeah, it was two things that kind of like showed that because you're right, like you know people you don't know exactly who's listening, you know what I'm saying? Like you see like the the numbers, but you don't know which people are listening, and it's different when people got to leave their houses to do something, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and to spend time, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's good to see that. But it was two things that showed me just how real the 79th and Hallis Barbers Chair Network fan base is. Like, it was back in, like, I think it was, like, early April. So I had the NFL season probably ended, like, like a month or two earlier, and I filled out an application for the NFL draft for me and my mm-hmm. brother to cover the NFL draft. And I got – the draft was, like, April 29th, and I got an email saying that we got approved, like, April 12th. And it was in Vegas. So I live in Los Angeles, so it's not that far, but I'm, like – man, I just paid my rent. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get a hotel in, in Vegas. I'm going to pay to, you know, eat and drink. How to pay, I'm going to get around, emergency money, flight money. Right. And so I just put up a GoFundMe. Let me just put up a GoFundMe and see what happens. And, man, our fans gave us, like, over $2,000 in less than a week. Wow. So that was wow. that was something right there to show them, like, they're not even getting anything from this. Mm-hmm. And they're sending money for this. And then, of course, the CA bike come out on uh, – on Thursday, and we got these, uh, like, we pressed our special shirts for the event, uh, commemorative shirts. Uh, shout out my, my people at Pillars, um, Pillars Fashion Club in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, Mike, uh, Dre, all the Mike, the guy who, who actually is the founder of, the, of uh, Pillars, is my best friend since, like, 
high school. I've known him for like 20 years. So like he oh. hooked me up with how to do the shirts and everything. And I came with like only only uh pressed up 30 because you know I didn't want to press too much and I just got the stuff sitting in my apartment. Right. So I pressed up 30 and I came to the event with 26 because I already like sold like four. And man, well, I've got five shirts left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So people came out, bought it, you know, and support it and just really showed me, okay, we can build on this you know what i'm saying so that's why we've got the barber's chair shop is going to be coming in october we're going to have a full online merchandise store mm-hmm. um so work on that right now so like to answer your long story to answer your question yeah it was really just to see people actually showing up in the support like okay there's faces to this and i had somebody like like tweet us like mm-hmm. um the day of he's like man this is a show that like got me through my tough job for two years mm-hmm. you know and to see people messages like that it keeps you going because i'm not gonna lie there'll be some days where i'll be like man i don't feel like recording today like you know what i'm saying i just don't feel like doing it but to see stuff like this like there's people out there listen to this and they way you know they help them get through things so you know i just put what i'm dealing with to the side to do this for them people so man so it was it was a real you know surreal type of thing to see all that on Thursday. yeah it has to be humbling too man just to see all that very humbling out there. yeah very humble so, yeah that's dope uh but let me go back to the beginning for me man because i i'd love to know how how this even came about and i'm sure it came about just because you know you're a big fan and everything like that but uh, you mentioned you go to Columbia and everything like that, but where did the idea spark for you? Like, yo, this is what we need to be doing. And and the other part of that is how how is it working with your brother? You know, because I think that makes you all kind of unique is, you know, yeah. that tandem of two brothers doing this. Well, like for the whole thing with my media career, like thing is like ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to do something in entertainment. I didn't know exactly what it was I wanted to do. Like when I was a kid, I was a big Disney head. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. about Lion King. I still can't even watch Lion King now without tearing up. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. Like, you know, my man Mufasa dying. I'm I'll hey, be thirty four. I'll be thirty four <laughs> in two months, y'all. It's two things that like three, you know, that will ever choke me up movies. Mufasa dying and Tony Stark dying at the end of Avengers, though. <laughs> Mufasa died, grew up, grew up a lot of kids, bro. Right, yeah, it taught you that life ain't fair, dog, real, yeah, real bro. easily. I was like, I was like five when that movie came out, but so it's like yeah. I was a big Disney head, and then I became a big wrestling head. But see, the thing about wrestling that I loved it really wasn't the actual matches, mm-hmm. like it was the storyline that kept me involved. That's like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like now, I think the, the wrestling now, the matches are way better than it was when I was oh, a yeah. kid. No I question. just don't think the storyline is as good as it used to be. But, you know, having The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, mm-hmm. Vincent Man, Undertaker, that stuff like just had me like, oh, I want to write for <laughs> yes. WWE. Yeah. And then, you know, I got into my hip hop phase, you know what I'm saying? Like I got introduced to, to hip hop, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the first artist, first rap song I ever remember seeing was uh, all about the Benjamin video on the box. I remember, oh, y'all remember the box? box That's a throwback. Sure, for sure. So I, all about the Benjamins came on and I remember Jay-Z's my favorite artist, like mm-hmm. ever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anytime Jay going to, I'm going. And so <laughs> I just got into that and I want to do music management. That's something I did for a long time. I actually still do it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, shout out my guy, Pappy. Um, anybody who knows about the Hoops and Brews podcast, you know, he, yep. he hosts that. Yep. So, but, uh, you know, I still manage him too. That's the only artist I'm managed because this music management is a headache, but I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so I got, you know, that. And then I went to Curie Metropolitan High School, wow. and that was a performing arts school. And uh, then I decided to go to Columbia. The thing about Columbia was I only filled out one college application. I was like, I'm either going to get into Columbia or I'm just not going to college. And that. I remember the funny thing I was coming back from school. And we was on the bus. We was talking like, "Where's everybody gonna go to college?" And I was like, oh, "I'm going to Columbia." Granted, I ain't been, I ain't been, uh, you know, approved yet. And the moment I got home, I got my my letter. So, went to Columbia for about five years, and I did talent management, media, 
And I, I was introduced to a lot of people who I still work with today. So even then, like I've always been a sports fan since day one. Like mm-hmm. uh, my mom always said, you know, my love for sports started. I would watch my grandfather. Now, I don't remember my grandfather that much. He died when I was two. But they said like I would, you know, at the church, we would go to his house. We watch the Bulls, the Bears, Cubs, White Sox, all that. And I, I, I guess that's where it started. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, we all know the 90s Bulls. Jordan is what like. Like the Bears are my favorite team, but like the Bulls are like my first love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. if if my if my love for the Bears on a, on a scale of one to ten is like a twelve, the Bulls are definitely like a ten. You know what I'm saying? So it's very very close. And you know, you see me go off about the White Sox. The White Sox are a distant third compared yes. to the Bulls and, and the Bears. Agreed. <laughs> and so you know what I'm saying? But it's like with with that you note, know, Jordan, and that just got me like so into sports, and I just love sports. Like to me. Sports is is the best reality show. Like sports teaches you about life, and so I've always I like, had these discussions, like just like talking with my friends about sports, and then maybe like around like I moved to Los Angeles in 2014 to for entertainment, so mm-hmm. I moved there for entertainment, and like maybe like 2015, I, you know I was me and my brother were always talking about the Bears, and this is like when podcasts was like starting to get known. So I told my brother, like, let's just do a podcast. Just have an outlet to talk about the Bears. There wasn't nothing that I was like, we're going to do something big or anything like that. Just an outlet to talk with me and my brother about our favorite team. And I remember the first ever episode we called um, Trust the Process, which is funny because eight years later, we still trust the damn process. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's like when John Fox first got hired. Okay. So. And we had crappy mics. I'm talking about the little mics. That, like we were, yeah. we was using computer mics, bro. Like I can't even go back and listen to some of the first episodes. You can hear like static in the background. It's real bad. And it's like we start slowly growing an organic fan base. We start being introduced to Bears Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And we would do like 50. We, I would get hype. Oh, we got 25 listens. We got 50. You know what I'm saying? Like if I get 50 listens a day, somebody, some, some gonna have to stop. I don't know. I'm about to say some, somebody getting fired or something. But but it's just like kind of like organically grew. And I think the season that kind of like took us to the next level was probably the 2018 season, the fun season. Mm. Of course, we all know it ended in the double joint. But uh, but during that time, I was working at Amazon Studios in L.A. And, you know, this is like and it's not not the website. Amazon. People always get confused. When I first got there, like, yo, can I get a prime membership? I'm like, I don't work for the site. Like I work for the movie studio. So and the funny thing about that, when I was there, like I was not a big movie TV guy. Like I would go mm. to the movie like maybe every five years. Like, like I got hired by Amazon set in 2017. I think the last movie I saw was like 2015. It was like a Entourage movie or something like that. Like I really didn't go to the movie theater. And then seeing like the process of movies and TV shows getting made. And then like that's the time I started getting the Marvel movies. So like my love for like Hollywood kind of like started coming together. And I remember being in this marketing meeting. And we were talking, they were talking about like what black people want to see in content. Right, mind you, I'm like one or two black people in the room. I'm sitting there like, I'm looking at the other black guy and like, how are they gonna tell us what we want to what we want to uh, see and watch? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and so that just kind of like it just kind of started messing with me. And I was like, okay, like, and I was kind of getting tired with like music because music is like it's real high schooly, man. Like it's yeah. it's a lot of clicky. stuff that I just don't really, yeah, really yeah. clicky. And that's mm-hmm. entertainment in general, but at least with Hollywood and media, like there's more money in that. Like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it for you know yes, a bigger sir. check. Yes, and sir. so I was just kind of looking for a new avenue. And so I was like, well, we got 79th and Hallis, and I really want to talk about more stuff outside of just the Bears. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I watch all sports, so I want to talk about more. So uh, 
because I talked to my brother and my homie Pierce, and Pierce is from Chicago too, but he lives in Philadelphia right now. He works for uh, like a, a news station out there. And I was like, yo, let's put together like a media company, like the black answer to Barstool. Mm-hmm. And we was all, all like, let's do that. So we started brainstorming. This is like 2017. And my brother came up with the name. He's like, we just called the Barber's Chet Network. You know what I'm saying? You know, since, you know, Barstool, you know, you know, white people do bars. I mean, black people do bars too, but you know, like, right. what's the main source of conversation in the black neighborhood? The barbershop. You know what Correct. I'm saying? Like, and, but we wanted to have it like be informed because, you know, 85% of stuff you're in a barbershop, barbershop is a lie. You know what I'm saying? So we wanted to make, <laughs> you know, like a barbershop kind of conversation, but like we're informed. So mm-hmm. we got with that and we launched, uh, New Year's 2018. This is about to go into our fifth year. And it's been it's been growing. Like, everything's been growing. Like Seven Night Palace is like the flagship. Mm-hmm. But and then that just kind of broke off into me doing my own YouTube show. I'm not gonna hold you, which you know, we're about to start season three in a mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I'm I'm doing twice, I'm giving y'all a secret. I'm doing doing twice a week this year for the oh, football wow. season. Okay. Doing okay. twice a week for the football season, and we just been working on having good guests, and so it just been growing. It went from just being a Bears podcast to us actually covering the team. So mm-hmm. in our third season of covering the team, and I just was at practice earlier this week, and I'm watching Justin Field stretch. I'm like, bro, like everybody else here went to school with journalism, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm still here, so it's just kind of one of those things like you see like the work that you put in, like you know, there's different ways around it, man. So it, it's been fun, and it just went from. Uh, having a media career of being able to, you know, grow this. And in long term, I want to like produce like movie and TV, right. you know, mm. stuff. That's why I want to do long term. But you know, this is something that I definitely enjoy doing, and, and people, people are messing with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I could tell you do like the, 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 the part of the business that people don't see, the production end of it, like you talked about, yeah. you know, like, like a movies and whatnot, and also your interest in business, which is real cool, man. Real cool. What, what about the entertainment industry in general? Do you like, like what part of it of the of the I guess of the um, of the cooking of the food, you know, to, to develop yeah. the product do you like the most? Um, I like the storytelling aspect, man. I just love storytelling, whether it's you know through media, you know, whether it's through music, whether it's through anything, you know, something that like draws you to it. You know what I'm saying? And just I just like, you know, I like you just brought up about you know the background. I would much rather like playing the background. I don't like being on, you know, camera all the time. I don't like being bothered a lot of time. My friends call me the Black Larry David because I just like, you know, I just don't be messing with a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I would, I would rather be like, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, and it's fine. I, I, I love Larry David. I've never related oh, yeah. to a 72 year old white man more in my life. Man's a genius. Yeah, he just, uh, yeah, I have, I have a curb moment at least once a day. So it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I'd rather be in the background, but like, I had uh, my guy, uh, Lotto, uh, he told me like a couple years ago, he said, man, like, you need to be in front of a camera. People need to see how funny you are. And I'm just like, this is just my personality. Like, this ain't nothing I'm, like, doing for show. Like, I just, right. I just crack jokes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, I'm not one of those guys who can, like, comedian to me is, like, they're, they're talented. Like, I'm not going on stage telling jokes. I just, regular observation stuff I see. So it's like, he said, yo, you should do this. And so it's really just, I just love working on stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. when it's actually out there, like, to me, I'm already mentally on something else. So it's like, the minute Seven Nights and Hallows 200 started on Thursday, I'm already thinking about, man, I got to finish, you know, getting this shop ready. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I got to, you know, 
I'm because I'm doing these, I'm producing like some videos for like the artists I work with. I'm already thinking about, okay, I got to put together this, this call sheet. I got to put together this. So it's like, I'm always like, it's, it's kind of like to give them the curse. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I enjoy working on it and like putting it together, but it's very hard for me to stay in the moment sometimes. Cause I'm so what's next, mm-hmm. what's next. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like yesterday, everybody's calling me, you know, congratulating me. And I'm, I'm thankful for all of them. I'm already like already worried about something that's like two weeks from now. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. that's just how I'm wired. And so it's just like, long story short, to answer your question, I just love working on stuff and just kind of, you know, the whole process of it, you know, and, you know, putting stuff together. Like I have this board in my apartment. I call it my Pat Riley board. You know, Pat <laughs> Riley's pull out the, the, oh, yeah. the chalk, you know, the, the, the little board, you know, mm-hmm. the Showtime Lakers. So I call yeah. my Pat Riley board. So I got like all my plans. So when I wake up in the morning, I see it because I saw something in Michael Jackson documentary. It was uh, the Bad 25 documentary. Mm. And Michael Jackson wanted to sell 100 million copies of Bad. And he put that on his on his mirror when he woke up in the morning. So it, mm. it would force him to do that. And everybody knows how big Bad was. That was like mm. the first real stadium album in music. So mm. I'm like, if this worked for Michael Jackson, it can work for me. So I'm going to put right. this when I wake up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like when I, I got like a picture of my apartment, I got like a picture of, uh, I got like a big Bears logo. Like it's like a, you know, mm-hmm. Bears fan, we were not right in the hand, but I got a big old no. Bears like thing in my room and I got like a picture of Kobe. Because Kobe is mm-hmm. one of my favorite basketball players and I got my my board. So I see mm-hmm. my goals when I wake up in the morning. It's just like, you know, just, just keep your head down. Just, just keep working. Just keep working. Mm-hmm. Don't think about nothing else. And, you know, that's just really, I've always been like that. I've been blessed to know what I've wanted to do since I was like 14 years old. So I know a lot of people yeah you know, yeah. still trying to figure out. So I just want to take advantage of that and not let people down, so. You know, what's dope about that is, you know, even as a kid, when you're putting up like posters everywhere on your wall like that, I, I had one of my homegirls point this out to me. She was like, honestly, even then you're creating a vision board. You know 100%. what I'm saying? She was yeah. like, you don't even know it, but that's what you're doing. Like, you know, yep. cause I'm in my walls used to be littered, you know, just with bull stuff and hip hop stuff and still yep. are, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and, and even when you talked about, you know, having that Pat Riley boy, like if I pan to the right, you'll see mine just, just on the wall over here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That dry erase boy with those kind of goals written down on there. So I didn't, I didn't know it was a name for it until somebody put a name on it. I just, you know, you just did it. I'm sure. You know what I mean? You just, yeah, I, just, just, I, just, I was just like, man, Pat Riley do this. We just call him Pat right. Riley boys. <laughs> 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 I tell people that like what's a pat riley board i'm like you know if it worked for the godfather man it can work for me it was like you know, i had i had like i had like jay-z i had kobe michael jordan the rock stone cold all on my wall you know growing yeah. up like that is kind of like a vision a vision yeah. wall so let me ask you um and i want you kind of to, to talk about this because mm-hmm. the importance of taking the first step and and people you know procrastinate and, and talk themselves out of doing a lot of things because yeah. they're like, everything's got to be in order. This got to be here. This got to be, this got to be here. Okay, now I can take the step. Whereas I always tell them, no, just go ahead and take the step and make the mistakes and get that yep. out the way. Because that's basically your 10,000 hours you're putting in right mm-hmm. there. Because when you were speaking about the podcast, I mean, Chris and I could relate. It was the same thing with us. And, you know, like when our, on shitty microphones, you know what I'm saying? Me sitting in his closet, you know what I'm saying? So we could get sound right, you know what I'm saying? Like, that over it, all- man. No you know what I'm saying? Sorry, well, you, you never had to sit in it, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they walk in closet. You know I mean? okay. Again, you never had to sit in it, so I ain't listening yeah. to you. But yeah, man, and, and I kind of just want you to speak to that because that becomes kind of your testimony, you know what I'm saying? Right. Once you get to that level that you are. So just speak on the importance of taking that first step when you're trying to do something. Man, I've always been a confident person, like just from like day one, like uh, 
Like, I think, like, the first thing, like, it's nothing I really, like, thought about. Like, when I was a seven, when I was seven years old, I was, like, in the school, like, I, they had me speak to, like, a group of, like, 150 people. <laughs> and, like, for any other seven-year-old, you'd probably be, like, terrified, right? Mm. And I just remember, from what I remember, I was just like, man, let's just get this over. So I just, like, go home and watch Power Rangers. Like, it was just, like, wait, something I'm, like, I'm not even thinking about the people in front of me, you know what I'm saying? It's just something where it's, like, no doesn't do anything for me. Like, mm. you know, you're going to say yes eventually. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm a very hard-headed person. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I know, like, you know, even, like, with friendships or especially relationships, you know, that doesn't, you know, always, you know, it's not the best thing. But I always tell people, it's like, I use this uh, analogy a lot. It's like you're trying to jump into a pool, right? Uh, Just jump. Because you if you sit there and you're at the edge of the pool, you're thinking about the pool, you're going, man, if I, what if I bust my head on the side right. of the pool? You know what I'm saying? Mm. What if I do this wrong? Everybody's so focused on the negative. What if it doesn't work? And I don't think enough we have people ask, what if it does work? Like, I can deal with rejection. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What I can't deal with is regret and wondering mm -hmm. what could have happened. So even if I'm doing this whole media thing, maybe 10, 15 years, and it didn't work the way I want to, I can live with that knowing I gave my all instead of being here 10, 15 years. Maybe I'm with somebody I don't want to be with, maybe crying in another room like, man, I I could be I could be living next to Jay-Z right now, but here, here I am, you know what I'm saying, doing this. So it's always like I always want to do that. So I always encourage people because I always got to know that everybody's not wired like I am. Some sure. people are scared to do that. I'm like, just baby steps. You know what I'm saying? Think about, okay, today I'm going to buy this microphone. Even if that's the only thing you do, buy this microphone. And I procrastinate a lot, too. Like, there's a lot of days where I just want to wake up, eat a sandwich, and watch Entourage all day and just not Bad. do nothing. So... <laughs> I, I, I have that aspect too. So it's like, it's just really about, you know, just going out there and getting, I'm always like, you know, if no is the worst thing that's going to happen to me, that's, mm. let's, let's do it. Cause I, I can get more. <laughs> yes. And don't get me wrong in this industry and you notice in media and just the entertainment industry, you're going to get no 98% of the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, I do, I do PA work in LA, you know, that's how I like pay my bills and stuff. So I'm like, mm. I don't even get excited about PA jobs. I get some actually on set. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like mm -hmm. you might get a call. Oh, well, this can't. This is not going to happen today. Something happened. Like, so it's like it's just like preparing yourself for, it, but knowing that you're going to be okay with it if it don't right. work out. And so that's just really how I do. Like, set a schedule. You know what I'm saying? I'm a very schedule oriented person, and and that's probably why I get irritated people who don't have schedules. Like, I'm very like I'm like one of like five black people I know who like on time to everything. It's like, <laughs> You know, it's like, that's probably like only two. Me and my other homie, Damien, who I do one of my podcasts with Summer Sessions, he, he was in, uh, you know, the, the, the military. So, you know, he's really like... Oh, yeah, he Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tell me he's going to be at 9, 10, he usually pulling up by 8.55. So it's like, right. you know, <laughs> we like the only two I know. So it's like, it's just really about putting together a regimen. And I've been doing it even like with personal stuff. So like, I've lost like 58 pounds over last year. And this was something oh, that man. was like, it, it was really hard for me because, you know, I... We all like eating, man. I, I love I love good food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've had more than I need to over these last two weeks being home. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can't wait to get to the gym on Monday. But it's just like, I was like, can I go three months? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because I've always done stop and, stop and go. Like, I'll work out for like two months. I'll lose two pounds. And then before you know, I'm a herald in like two minutes. So it's like, it was like a process. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, if I can get past three months, I'll be good. Now I am a year later and it's like second nature. So it's really just about building habits with anything and 
that's like the hardest part of it. You know, not the hardest, but I, I think for most people, it's the hardest part. Once you get into it and don't don't think about I know I sound like I'm naming like wild Instagram cliches, but it's true. And it's like once you uh like get in the sky, like, don't think about the actual ending part. It's all right. about the journey. Because it's like right. you ever heard Michael Jordan or like Kobe or LeBron speak and they talk about when they win championships. It's like you did this whole season. You win the championship, but the championship feeling is so fleeting. Mm-hmm. So like you, you win a championship, got your celebration, you got the parade. Nobody cares after that. You got to get right. back in the gym. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and now, now you got to defend the title. So I know, right. and I was talking to my homie about this yesterday. This is actually the grind. This is supposed to be the fun part. I know it don't feel fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we deal with the creative thing and trying to play bills at the same time. And you got your regular life stuff. But it's like, this is going to be the fun time. What what happens like when you're when you're rich and successful and you're like, oh, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, what do you think? Jeff, like, what does Jeff Bezos get excited about anymore? Like, honestly, there's nothing he can't have. <laughs> he can buy whatever he wants. He can do it. He can get any woman he wants. Like, what, what, what is this? He probably don't got no excitement in his life. So it's like, mm-hmm. when you get to that point, it's like, enjoy this part right now. I tell this, I tell this myself every day. Cause I'm like wildly impatient. So it's like, it's just something you got to do. It's a, it's, it's a mental thing, man. It's just like, just, mm-hmm. just trying to stay the course, man. Stay goal focused. It's really all I can say. Yeah. But that was uh, awesome. Man. physical. Yeah. That was, that was just, just awesome. Awesome. It, and to, one of these, I used to always say to myself and to like either my little cousins or something, like you ask them to do something, they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, Oh, you know, the future. Right. I know you, <laughs> you know the future. Oh, you, should, you, know, you put a lot on Dave. You know it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So man. Yeah. Man. I, I, where's the wisdom right there, man? That, that was great. Oh man. Man, it's just it's just yeah. something like it's a it's and this stuff I tell myself. I ain't got it all figured out. I, I, everything mm-hmm. I'm yeah. telling you, I tell myself every day, bro. Like it it be days I'm like, man, I just want to jump off the stable something. Man. Like I'm just I'm just tired. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you stress. You know what I'm saying? It's just just regular stuff yeah. you go through. Like it's you know you have these these moments with yourself, and it's like um mm-hmm. now I, I read like I don't know. If, have y'all read the Mama Mentality book? No, no, yeah. I haven't read it. Yeah, man, I've read that book so many times, like cover to cover. It's like Kobe mm-hmm. said something. He was like, you know, loss, loss stinks, but he said it really don't matter. He said doubt don't really matter to me because you still got to work the next day. Like yeah. if some don't yeah. go, if, even if you have the most amazing successful day, or if you have the worst nothing went on day, you still got to wake up the next morning and do the same thing. So it really don't mm-hmm. matter. Just stay in your routine and just keep doing it. Like whether you win a championship or not, you still got to go to the gym the next day. Still got to put your shots up. So I put that with anything in life. It could be anything you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we put too much emphasis on wanting to be an entrepreneur now. And it's just like, I tell people, like, if I didn't have a problem with authority, I would get me a nine to five and I would just be good with like <laughs> moving to the suburbs, <laughs> give me a German shepherd and like yep. being the black full yeah. house. Like, I'd be cool yeah. with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, easy, easy. You know, so I just have my- <laughs> I just have a problem with authority. So it's like, time. I want to be my own boss. So it's like, you got to deal with stuff yeah. that comes with that. <laughs> no, that's real, man. I tell people that all the time that when they ask what I learned in college, I was like, I learned what I learned in college is I don't want to work for nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, that's what I learned, right. bro. Like, I don't work for anybody. I, I want to yeah. do it myself. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's a, the mistakes aren't what they, when my man puts the T said, flaws, flaws ain't flaws when you make the call. You know what I'm 100%, saying? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You can live with it when, when when you make it. You know what I'm saying? It's right, like, right, right. It's different, and then these jobs don't care about you, man. They're just that's I think Amazon. Amazon waiting for a reason to get rid of me. Like, I, <laughs> like I try. I was trying to get like a, a promotion into the music department, 
and they was just not going. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do enough not to get fired. And I should be taking days yeah. off. And it's like they would get mad. I'm like, it's in my contract. You see the off days. So what, what you gonna do? So it's like, <laughs> I, I feel like they wanted to get rid of me like a year before I actually left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, yeah. it was one of those things where it was just like, you know, when I get tapped out of something. My care level ain't there anymore. So I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. I just want to work on stuff. I want Fact. to do. Yeah. And to, yeah. And to your point, like I work for the man, so to speak, but I kind of do what I like. Do mm-hmm. I do I love what I do? No, but I like it enough to do it to do it every day, right? And that we that's what you're trying to accomplish at Amazon. Even though you want your own boss, still that you're trying to do something with your interests, right? Yeah. So you could be. And I didn't. I didn't hate it though. I didn't hate like out of all my jobs, that was one I enjoyed the most. Like it was yeah. laid back. I could wear whatever I wanted. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I had my own office. Like it, it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was just I felt like I should have been paid more for the amount of work I was doing. Like I was really mm-hmm. like, yeah, that matters. You know, a lot. my job that I actually did was not in my job description. Like I was really only supposed to be doing like assistant stuff. But I'm I'm like in meetings, taking notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I come on, man. I could be doing other stuff. Like I, this is the thing I knew was like. The game is rigged. In the words of my man Bodie from the Wire, the game is rigged. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's right. like. We had this event at a uh, Soho House in like West Hollywood, and mm-hmm. I know I got a lot of friends who are Soho House members, so I've been there like countless times. So right. we get there, and like a couple of people that know me, they're like, "What you, what you been in for?" I'm like, "Yeah, like I'm here all the time." And it was like, "I'm like, yeah, we used to do meetings here." And so it's like, I know these people, I know stuff in the music industry, and your head of music don't even know some stuff, some stuff like this, and you won't even give me an interview to be in the music department. What kind of yeah. what kind of stuff does that make sense? It's like to me, to me, it was a racial thing. But so once yeah. that happened, like I didn't hate the job. I was just like, if I'm gonna be here coming every day, and it was a decent commute out to Santa Monica, and it's just like I should have been paid more. I mm-hmm. felt, you know, what I'm saying, but it was a blessing in disguise because they got rid of my position, but they still had to pay out the rest of my contract. And it was actually like five months before the pandemic hit. So this is actually Ooh. good because they're probably gonna get rid of me as a pandemic cut anyway. And then I wouldn't have got yeah, yeah, yeah. no got any of my money. So things happen for a reason. Mm. When you're doing your podcast, what's the what's the guest that made you say, "Damn, I, I'm interviewing this person on my show"? Because I've seen you have you no know, Jeff Perlman on. I've seen you have yeah. Clinton Gates on. And when we do our podcast, like you know, I've had you know Kendall Gill and you know uh, Will Perdue and, and Stacey King and them kind of guys. And each time I was like, "Okay, it ain't gonna get better than this." And each time it was it was better the next person that I you know we talked to. So who's been that that person for you though that you would like damn seeing here interviewing this person? Um I think even outside, like, well, there's two, it's two part answer for me. Like, there's one not on the show. Talking to Justin Fields is like, I'm a major Bears fan, bro. Like, you know, we ain't never had no quarterback, dog. And it's like, no, you know, <laughs> to, to, to see this dude, like, if there's, there's, there's a lot of things I'm worried about with this Bears team, he ain't one of them. Yeah. Like, I, I watch right. the kid in practice every day and just, like, just to talk to him. I'm like, man, I can talk to the quarterback my favorite team. So that's probably one. But, like, as far as, like, my show, Jeff Perlman was a fun interview. And I I, I, mm. I, I love his books. Um, I love – one time was probably my favorite show mm. outside of Succession that came yeah. out this year and Maybe just to talk to him was, was, was fun. But Clint Yates was probably like, wow, because he said he was a fan of ours and he said he's been paying wow. attention. It's like, you never really know who's watching. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody told me in the show the other day that Lawrence Holmes shouted us out on the score. I'm like, I didn't know Lawrence Holmes knew that I would breathe. So it's like, right. <laughs> 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 so it's like stuff like that. Exactly. That was cool. So to see, um, you know, uh, 
Clinton Yates, you know, acknowledged that he's been a fan of us, you know, and that, that was cool. And also, one person I also got to give love to, uh, Jared Payton. Like, that's my dog, man. Mm-hmm. Jared is, like, one of the guys who, like, put me into this media space. Jared, my homie, Sean. My man, Sean Davis, used to work over ESPN 1000. He's working over at Sports Illustrated with the Notre Dame coverage now. So Sean and Jerry, it was like 2016. We, we were in our second year doing Saving Night at the House. I remember the Cubs had just won the World Series. I was in town for like Thanksgiving or something. And Sean was like, yo, come up on a on, on show. You know what I'm saying? Me and, me and Jerry host this, the show on WGN. We want to have y'all on. So we went on there, and this first time I ever met Jerry, man, he hugged me like he knew me for 10 years, man. Like, he's mm. super cool, dude. Anytime we need him, like, he was trying his best to make it out to our joint on Thursday, man. But he's a super, super cool dude. And I also got to give love to David Kaplan because Cap came on our show, like, I think it was, like, December. He came during his vacation. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, Cap ain't had to do that, man. He don't know me for nobody else. But just out of a recommendation from a guy we know, shout out to my man, uh, Braggs, my man Greg Braggs on uh, on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Anybody yeah, who bears Twitter, you know how Braggs yeah, is. So yeah. Braggs hooked us up, man. He, man, he did the show for like over an hour. You know what I'm saying? In his yeah, lake house, yeah. man. So I give a shout out to him. So there's a lot of people who like we interview who's like been cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. many moments I've had. It's just like, not even just interview, like surreal moments. Like I think the most right. surreal moments to me and my media career so far like you know i cover the clippers too so it's like bro when i met jerry west like oh i can't even put in the words like i literally was like you see people all the time at the clipper games like you know steph curry was like super cool but like jerry west is the logo bro like yeah, something about, i'm sitting there in, in the media room getting ready to eat this dude come over he get his ice cream he sit down at the table and he talking to us so i'm looking yeah. at my homie pat because he covered clippers too i'm like so we just go knowledge. We just not gonna knowledge the logo talking to us, like, <laughs> like, like, like we're just mortal people. You know what I'm saying? So he's just super cool, man. He comes in every day. He loves getting his little vanilla ice cream before every mm-hmm. game. I've never seen a more fit 82 year old in my life. Like he like he put me in the headlock right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and he was just Jerry West was super cool. You know what I'm saying? And he he he's come through and you know. It's just that was a surreal moment. Like, man, I'm here yeah. with the logo, mm. bro. Like, you know, I saw yeah. Woj, bro. I saw Woj on the phone. I wanted to ask, it was like around trade deadline. I wanted to ask him so bad, like, yo, what the Bulls got cr- cracking up? Like, <laughs> right, Woj, right, let right. me holler at you, dude. Let me holler at you. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying? Right, on the low, real look, quick. Yeah, and I kind of felt like he knew I was looking at him. So I was just like, I ain't going to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But it, it just them things when you're around these situations. Like, I don't take any of the stuff for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I did the the, Pel- the Pelicans Clippers playing game. So I'm watching uh what's it called? Uh you know warm-ups. Man, like I'm the wire is my favorite show like ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wendell Pierce walks onto the court to watch wow. the Pelicans. I'm like, man, no, this ain't bunk, wow. man. I know this ain't the <laughs> wow. bunk, G. So like I got to talk to him and it's just like stuff like that. I'm just really appreciative preach, preach man. I thank God every day that I'm just even in this position to do it, man. I just try to help anybody else. You know what I'm saying? I, I make jokes like barbershares like death row. I'm like, come on, we'll help you. Anything you want to do, let's do it. Only th- we're not beating nobody up over here, though. Right, ain't I have, nobody I, out I the have, window. I, yeah. I have zero gang ties, okay? Zero, I have zero right. gang ties, you know what I'm saying? Do no try. violence you over here, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's just been a lot of surreal moments, man. So it's been fun. Yeah, I heard that. Let me ask you real quick about wrestling, man. You know, I'm a huge okay. wrestling fan as well. Um, but you said something earlier I, that I say all the time. And when I talk to people about it and they're like, why do you watch that? And I'm like, bro, y'all understand this. The storylines on this are incredible. And yeah. I love it when it gets to a point 
where you know how it's supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how it's supposed to be. But then you get to a point where you they've got to you, the end of your logic. And then you yeah. have to shut yours off and you just got to take the journey with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is, is it like that for you when you're sitting there watching it? Because I, I know it is for me. Like, and you mentioned, you know, that, that attitude there, which was the best one to yeah, me, man. Those storylines, yeah. those storylines were out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Insane, yeah. man. Like, you really believe that, you know what I'm saying, at that point in time, man. So how was that for you sitting there watching and saying, oh, oh, shit, I think I want to write something like this? Well, you know, because I just, like, started watching again now. I, mean, I had stopped watching for a while because it started, started getting real redundant. And then, you know, Triple H is taking taking over. And it feel like, it feels fresh. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It, it feels do. fresh. It doesn't feel like, like, I, you know, we I love Vince, man. Vince is responsible for a lot of happy times in my childhood. Yeah. But, you know, no sometimes sometimes you got to go home and be a family man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. time for, for Triple, Triple H to do this up, to, you know, to do a stance. A new era, I'm just, like, getting involved. But as far as the attitude era, like, it was just some stories, bro. Like it made you want to like watch every week, like what's gonna happen yeah. this week. And it's like, yeah, you know, I felt like the promo work in the in the early nineties and early two thousands was so much better than it is now. Mm. And not to say it's not guys like Roman Reigns is amazing on a microphone. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Drew McIntyre's promos last couple weeks have been really really good. But like right. Triple H was such a great villain that as a kid, I legitimately wanted to spit on him. Like, he was like that. He made me that <laughs> angry as a kid. Like, I was yeah. that angry, yeah. bro. And it's like, as yeah. an adult, I'm like, man, he's he's the best villain ever. Like, to make you feel those emotions and right, to see, right. like, The Rock and Triple H. And it's just like, I was like, oh, I was coming up with storylines. Like, what if it was cool if they could do this? So it's like, I was like, man, I wish I could be like a pitch meeting. It's like, yeah. pitch these storylines. <laughs> like, what if well, we yeah. had these two battle these two? And so I just feel like it was just one of those eras where a lot of people, you know, a lot of maybe a lot of younger people don't remember like the late 90s mm-hmm. when wrestling was like that deal. You know, so you mm-hmm. had the attitude there. You had NWO, yep. ECW doing their thing. So it was all just came together. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things where it was must watch TV. It was must watch yeah. TV. Like, what's going to happen next week? You know what I'm saying? Bro, so it was, just, it was just real fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I quit watching too. Yeah, no, so, I, I, I quit. I quit watching for a while, like for real. Mm-hmm. Like I had stopped. And yeah, I, I stopped remember, for like ten years. <laughs> yeah, and, and I remember what got me back into it was a friend of mine just had it on one day, and I was like, "Dude, you still watch this shit?" And he was like, "Nah, man, you got to see this." <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I see Stone Cold like beating up, you know, Vince McMahon and drinking beers, <laughs> and I'm like. What the hell is this? Like, I didn't realize that what was going on. And after that, and then I saw The Rock, and it was just over for me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, after that, bro, the, I, was, I was just The Rock in, will bro. never. I ignore The Rock's acting career. No, you're wrong. There's some Rock movies <laughs> that I like. No, you got some good ones, man. The Rock plays The Rock in every movie. Like this, is like right. well, yeah, but yeah. he's the hardest. Yeah, yeah, he's not paid to be a good actor. He's paid to be you know action star. Rock, like, I yeah, remember yeah. People's Champion. You know what I'm saying? I remember the Hollywood, Hollywood Rock. Hollywood Rock. Hollywood Rock. <laughs> That's why, because like he just really leaned into the character, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. that was like once I got into high school, I really stopped watching it. Like I was just more thinking about hip hop and like women. Word. Like I wouldn't think about <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> well, was like Word. I just like recently just started get back into it. I went, I got on Peacock WWE Network. I started watching old stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me see too, what, yeah. what's cracking on the current show. And I've been watching for like three weeks now. And I've been really like the new stuff they got. So. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still uh, don't watch. I, I stopped watching it when uh, the Rock kind of left. I was a Mr. Bass fan, 
I didn't think of him as a yeah. villain. Maybe he became a villain later on. When I he was definitely watching. a villain, bro. He, he was definitely a villain. He was not a villain early on. 99 to like bro. 2002. Yeah. Remember him being a villain? He was the most hated dudes out there. He was the biggest villain on TV. By far. <laughs> yeah, by far. Anyway, when <laughs> I watched, I don't remember him being I, 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 I used to listen to Ray. I stopped watching it when uh, The Rock kind of left and Stone Cold, yeah, Cold started kind of descending a little bit, was yeah. kind of more thin a little bit. Then I kind of mm-hmm. tailed off a little bit. And I haven't watched it since then. Dave, though, yeah. is not a huge fan again. So Yeah, once the oh, Rock yeah, and Stone Cold kind of like left after like WrestleMania 19, I think it was, like that's when I started like slowing down. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah. Right. I remember seeing John Cena's first match. And I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is what we doing now? Like, I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of these moments, hand in the hand. Yeah, it was. Like, it was, oh, the it was then bro, they started getting this? like real, real kid oriented. And when you like seventeen, yeah, yeah. when you seventeen, yeah. you think you're thirty. You're like, I want to watch that little kid stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, and then you get thirty and you want to watch kids stuff to remember your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Right. right. I was yeah. sitting there watching cartoon back. quick. Right. Right. Yeah, watch it real fast, man. Right. All right. Um, let me move on, man. Let me. Um, let's talk about these bulls real quick. Let's get into um, it, man. We saw we saw the year that they had, you know, coming up with that six seed, uh, best bull season in about seven years. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like 2015 was the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, man, uh, it's been a while since it's been an enjoyable team to watch, and not just being a grind or something. Something you just gotta, you know, force yourself through or push yourself through, and yeah. just find one person to like because you can't stand everybody else on the right. team. Said so, yeah. it, it, it ain't that it was. It was the first season where they were legitimate, actual bass, good bass. You watch them every away. night, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, every single let's night, keep it bro. a buck. Like, we know during this rebuild era after Jimmy Butler got traded, I probably watched a max of 25 Bulls games a year mm. from like mm. 2018 to like last year because like, I just can't take it. You don't want to watch mediocre oh, basketball wow. every night. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Tuesday in, in January. Now, I know I'm gonna yeah. sound privileged when I say this, but it's Cold in LA. It's like 55 degrees outside. Oh, Ooh, that's a flex. Somebody, yeah, I know. I know. Now, I say that people are like 55. It's grilling weather. I'm like, it's just like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, like, I don't want to watch that. Let me go watch the Warriors or something. Somebody makes me not want to play in traffic. You know what I'm saying? So I watched them every game this year. So that was something that was fun. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They were a good time to see, man. And um, so, but just watching that team, you know, and seeing what they did last year, coming into this year. Let me ask you that what is your biggest concern about the team in general coming Man. into this year? Is that is it the interior defense? Is it the three-point shooting? Like, like what's your biggest concern with the Bulls? Honestly, I got a lot of concerns. It's like last year was like fun, but I kind of feel like last year was no pressure. Because nobody was mm-hmm. expecting nothing from the Bulls. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, we don't know how this is going. Remember, people said that DeMar and Zach couldn't work together. We yeah. found out oh, yeah. that was cap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't know how certain things was gonna work. And I truly believe if Lonzo and Caruso didn't get injured, we finished with a top four seed at the absolute most. You know what I'm saying? But my concern is this. My number one concern is Lonzo Ball's injury. That's my absolute number one concern. That bone, that bone bruise, like, you don't really know when it's going to heal. And let's, like, right. even on another note, if you look at the Jets with Zach Wilson, like, I got some Jet fans homies. He's like, oh, yeah, we back by week five. I'm like, dog, that's a bone bruise. <laughs> like, Lonzo Ball – Hasn't picked up, hasn't played a basketball game in nine months. And yeah, and this is football. So that's that's more contact than he's a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Right. When the last time you seen Kendrick Nunn? Kendrick Nunn ain't played in two years. He had <laughs> yeah, bone bruises. So it's like bone bruises, and we seen it with Lonzo. Lonzo said, like, I think Casey Johnson said it. 
too. There's some get some days where he feels good. He can put up shots. He can do. And there's other games he can't move. So that's my number one concern. But my other concern is I feel like they haven't really solved any of the issues we had coming to this year. We still don't really have any three-point shooting. I think uh, Andre Drummond will help the rebound aspect, but we all know from watching Andre Drummond essential. Andre Drummond is the is the physical embodiment of box score lot. Like Come on. you see, you got eighteen <laughs> and twenty, and then you be like, did we did, did we watch the same game? Like I ain't right. know he's on the court. <laughs> so it's like that I'm worried about, but it's like we have no rim protection. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so. My whole thing is the East got better this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Philly's going to come with it. Milwaukee's going to be Milwaukee. And by the way, Giannis, don't gaslight me with that Chicago comment last week. Don't gaslight me, dog. You're just trying to keep the, the heat on the, on, the, on, the, on the Bucks organization. You're not low. But it's like, so you see the other teams getting better. Boston's going to be better. You know, Atlanta's going to be better. So it's like, what can the Bulls do to stay in that, top four range like you don't want to be in a play-in game and I think Zach will be great you know Zach um I think people just really underestimate just how hurt Zach was last year and I got to commend Zach for playing through that on a contract year he didn't have to do that he could have sat down like yo I messed my knee up man I got to pay that coming and he'd been in it and rightfully in it and you know couldn't nobody argue that you know that's generational money but he went out there and played and you could tell when it was bothering so I think fully healthy Zach is going to be great I think DeMar will be good, but we're not, we can't, we can't expect DeMar to hoop like he did last year. Like, that's just like, mm-hmm. you can't ask that from him. So I feel like he's going to take a step back a little bit. I'm just concerned about as a whole team. I don't know that they have enough to mm-hmm. compete, but I'm also not one of those Bulls fans who got mad about the offseason either, because I don't feel like there was a move out there that instantly catapults the Bulls into that uh, Milwaukee, Boston, uh, you know, Philly realm. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a move out there that could take them there. So it's just kind of like Correct. they got to stay healthy and, you know, we'll see how, you know, how, how this stuff messes. But I'm, if you ask me right now, of course, the games ain't been played. I think there'll be somewhere in between five and eight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If just looking at how it is right now, and that's just how I'm worried about Lonzo's injury. All right. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I agree with anything you said, man. It's, it's, it's it's kind of commendable. Well, that the Bulls are just a good team because everyone else got better. So yeah. <laughs> at least we're good enough to compete on a you know game by day and game game by game basis, man. And uh, so I was wondering, like, what do you think the uh, the approach the front office? How do, how do you think they're they're, pro- they're approaching the long term plan for the Bulls? You know, David and I discussed last week about about the team. We kind of pretty much on the same boat as far as like the, the front office is trying to maintain a very good team until the right move move can be made so they could just, you know, elevate to a championship team. What do you think as a whole organization has handled the Bulls up to this point? I mean, so far, I think they've done a good job. I mean, you know, we got to look at how bad it was here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they've done a good job. And I always say All-Star 2020 is like, to me, I feel like when it was a change. You know what I'm saying? And I came in town for that. And I was just going to, like, the even the, the rookie sophomore game. I was like, man, the energy feels different. Like, it ain't felt like mm-hmm. this in the city in a minute. Just – you know, it just felt good. And then, of course, we know they have the infamous when Zach went up the first take, and, you know, people booing guard packs. And it just felt like the energy shifted. And then the, yeah. then the last dance came out. So everybody's talking about the Bulls' glory days. And then that's when mm-hmm. Pax got the boo, which he really didn't 100% got the boo. He just got – they paid him to shut up. But, you know, you still yeah, see him yeah. in the owner's box. But yeah. uh, I think they've done well for what they've, mm-hmm. for what they've accomplished. They, they took this team from being one of the worst teams in the league to a legit playoff team. And 
obviously the the schedule makers are excited to see the Bulls got like seventeen, uh, you know, national TV game. Hopefully they play better in national TV than they did last yeah. year. Like every yeah. time we was on ESPN, we was getting curb stumped. So <laughs> then we got that the TNT Bulls are back this year. Um, so that'd be fun. So I think they've done a good job. But here's the issue: the NBA is a superstar driven league. Mm-hmm. Like baseball, you might be able to. It's baseball all about timing. Like, even look at the Yankees. Yankees been rolling all year. They can't win a game to save their life right now. They lost like 24 <laughs> right. in the last 36. So it's like all about timing with baseball. With football, if you ain't got a quarterback, good luck. If you ain't got one of these young bucks, if you ain't got you a Josh Allen or Mahomes or Joe mm-hmm. Burrow. And of course, if you ain't got like, we all know the GOAT, Tom Brady, you know, one of them, you ain't winning nothing. So in basketball, mm-hmm. it's a superstar driven league. Look at the teams who have a legitimate chance to win a championship this year. They have a superstar. The Warriors got Steph Curry. The Bucks got the best player in the NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, the, you know, the, the Celtics got Jason Tatum. So all these teams, the Bulls got to find a way to get a superstar. And I love Zach. I don't think Zach is a superstar. I think Zach is a right. tier under. And the unfortunate part is he's going to be like 28 this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think he can get better. I don't ever think he'll be a one on the championship team. So the Bulls got to like mm-hmm. – I don't know who's coming up in free agency. I was hoping for Jokic, but I live in Idaho for $265 million. So I'm not mad about him. I'm mad about that. Um, you know, I don't know who's coming up. But with the NBA, you always got to be prepared for the next disgruntled superstar. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, yeah. You know, I know we all got excited when KD asked for a trade deadline, a trade request, but what team – that's why he ain't been trading yet. Like, what package are you going to be able to give him and let your team still be competitive? So, yeah. to me, they have to just – Hope they draft a guy or hope somebody comes available because there's no nobody in the upcoming free agencies who are going to be guys. So I think that's the tough part. You need a superstar to like actually compete in championships and you know in the NBA. Yeah, that's and real, man. Because like yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead there. Go ahead, Chris. No, that, that's real because like like you, you if you don't have a top five player in the NBA, you're not winning championships. You ain't a, winning. It's just that's winning. that fact. You're not winning. And that's why I like the front office knows that the front office is like, okay, we don't have a top, yeah. you know, not exact, but he's no, not number one, the guy, right? So they know that. So Zach they're is somewhere me, in the 11, 12 range. Right, to me, oh, the yeah. superstars, yeah, they're, star, they're all stars and they're stars. That's like he's a, he's an all star. And like, um, and I think for the office, real, they're really, they're realistic. And then it's like, okay, this be really, really good until we get to that point. But Ball's injury, this is why Ball's injury, maybe I sound like an idiot here, kind of annoys me a little bit. It's, it's bad because his value had dropped tremendously. Like, well, he can't, you can't put him in any kind of trade anymore for the next couple nope. of years. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if KD wouldn't come to the Bulls, but you can't trade ball with him? You know, you can't yeah. leverage him because he's hurt and you don't know how valuable he is, you know, this year going forward. So that really hurts the Bulls as far as like having a chance to having a very good trade asset because he was having a career year. Yeah. And now he's injured now. That chess piece is off the board. You can't put him in your bag to you know, hand off to someone else for a good for a great player. But um I I'm, somebody, I'm, go ahead. Man. Not, not to cut you off. This is there's two things I want to say, like when you bring up like players, like I also feel like the word superstar gets used way too much. Like Thank to me, there's like I agree. maybe five superstars in the five, yeah. There's Stephen Curry, there's LeBron James, there's Kevin Durant, there's Giannis Antetokounmpo, and there's like Jokic. That is it. <laughs> Nobody yeah. else is superstars, bro. Like these, to me, a superstar is ask a person on the street who don't know nothing about basketball. If I name you these players, you know who they are. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get my grandma knows who Steph Curry is. She don't watch mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what right, I'm saying? So right. that to me is superstar level. But as far as like right. the Bulls, you know who's a wild card at this year? Who can take the Bulls? Patrick Williams. I need to learn something about my boy P. Will this year. Whether he trash or great, I need to know. Because, and it's not 100% his fault. He's been hurt. But it's a shame that we know more about Io in one year than we know about Pat in, what, like two years? Like, we know what kind of player Io is. We don't know who Pat is. So it's like, I'm glad that DeMar is taking him under his wing. Uh, L.A. is a real off-season launch pad for the NBA, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I used to work at UCLA. I worked in like FedEx in UCLA, and I would see like all the players come in, like whenever they're doing their runs and stuff. So it's <laughs> cool to see Pat being with Demar, you know, being that veteran leadership. Pat brought Demar up to the Drew League. Yeah, yeah, he had a uh, Pat out in Compton, man. That's one thing I love about Drew League, man. Like <laughs> yeah. it's in the hood, bro. Like, and mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you know. Everybody, know, I'm not a big LeBron fan, but LeBron coming out to the Drew, and for these kids who will probably never get to see him, they yeah, get to see right. LeBron live. You know what I'm saying? And to mm-hmm. see. Uh, uh, Demar doing this for him for a city and to bring Pat out and for Pat to get this experience just to you know be in that atmosphere of playing basketball and every Bulls players in LA right now outside of Lonzo who you know he's still doing his thing so we're seeing a team camaraderie but I need Pat to show me something this year because mm-hmm. Pat maybe maybe Pat maybe Pat might be a superstar we don't know maybe you know he always like to be compared to Kawhi. but which I kind of don't like is putting too much pressure on him to be Kawhi. you know Kawhi mm-hmm. is like. He's, 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 he's things like Kawhi don't happen every day. So it's like, no, right. if Pat can be that guy, whether it's for your team or you use him in a trade package, that mm-hmm. can be extremely helpful. So I need to see something from P. Will this year, man. I need, I need to see something. Oh, without a doubt. And, and I, to go back to what you said about AK and uh, Mark Eversley, I think people also forget these dudes have to rebuild, you know what I'm saying, the damage that was done bro, here first. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Bro. They got it. They can't. They can't put in, you know, new bathrooms because, you know, the foundation is crumbling. They got to fix that first. You know Bro, what I'm saying? exactly. So it's like having a messed up that. car. Right, like exactly. a messed up You're, car. And I said the same thing about the... Right. I said the same thing about... I said the same thing about the Bears. Like, anybody mad at Ryan Poles? And don't be wrong. I'm not saying I'm, like, crowning Ryan Poles. I'm not crowning any GM until they actually show me something. But the Bears had maybe one of the worst situations in football. So it's like, yeah, they need wide receivers. But do y'all remember the terrible corners we had last year? That's why he spent the draft pick on that. The offensive line yep. bad. The same thing with the Bulls. There were so many holes. And you can't mm-hmm. fill all of them one offseason. And that's even yep. this year. Like, people were out here losing their minds over rotational guys. And it's like, this ain't going to take you to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like Miles Turner. Is Miles Turner changing the, the, the trajectory of this team? No, he is not. There's a reason he's available. That's nothing you got. There's a reason (laughs) these players are available, dog. If they were that good, they wouldn't be available. So, Mark, they were saying that also. They were saying that also about uh, Hartenstein as well. You know what I'm saying? Because they wanted Isaiah Hartenstein and to go into the cap for Hartenstein. I'm like, if you're gonna go into cap for somebody. Yeah, not, not Hartenstein, man. Exactly. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Not him. Like, I saw yeah. Andre Drummond have more 20-rebound games than, than Hartenstein have 10-rebound yeah. games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, not for him. Like, he's good, but I'm just not for him. Right, like, you're going to, in, in the luxury for, like, a guy like, you know, Paul George. Yes, you know, you're, like going to, you're not going to luxury for Isaiah Hartenstein, bro. Like, you know, there's a reason the Clippers say, you know, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> I'll wait this out a little bit. 
they see him every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always say, like, pay attention to these front offices. You know, I'm using baseball reference real quick. If the Tampa Bay Rays try to sell you anything, hang up the phone. Because they know something. <laughs> they know something. So, it's like, look at these organizations, man. Like, they know what's going on. So, that, that's just how I yeah. look at it. No, Chris tells me all the time, man. All it takes is one GM. He was like, it's always one dumb GM. Oh, yeah. Always one dumb GM. Always yeah. one. Uh, he, oh, this yeah. is gonna get him. Yeah, like, you know, this yeah, is right. This, <laughs> and we should know as Bulls fans about bad GM. And like, like John Paxson and Garth Foreman came up on him as we as Bulls fans. We say this all the time. The young and athletic comment. And what did he do? Oh. Go sign the remains of Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo. That wasn't D Wade, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that it was remember that scene in Space Jam where the, where the girl told Charles Barkley, "Be gone, wanna be like." <laughs> that's how I felt D Wade whole entire ten years of bull. Like this ain't Flash, man. <laughs> oh man, and to, and to and to go back to uh to Patrick Williams, I think everything you said is is dead on. You we have to see it from him this year. I mean, because because. I need to get to the point where I can remove the excuses. This year, you can remove the yeah, excuses. Oh, I have no excuses for him no more. You know, None. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, okay, yeah. you were injured. I get it. You yeah. were hurt. Okay, it was your first year. You know, okay, you're the, you're the fourth option. I can't expect things, you know, that kind of thing from you. This yeah. year, like I was saying last week, he's the guy when you walk on the court, you look at him, you're like, you're guarding the best player. You know what I mean? Right, just exactly. looking at him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And seeing him and all. You know, just do six, seven, just swole up like that. I'm like, yeah, you guarding yeah. Kawhi, bro. You guarding Durant. <laughs> you're taking him. You, you got that, the and then everybody yeah. else, right? So he he has to show that. He and I think he's gonna get that opportunity to from for being a fourth option. He's gonna get a bunch yeah. of wide open looks. He's not but gonna that's get on the best him. Defenders. He has to take them. Like I think the number Correct. one. Uh, you know, problem for Pat. He too passive. Like Agreed. remember that Clipper game last year. Well, yeah. you know, that we won last minute is because Pat was aggressive. You know yep. what I'm saying? That three. And, it, yeah. and if Pat is good, the, the, then you can't double team Zach and DeMar every day. Yeah. And then that's going to make them more deadly. So he can he can really just take this thing to a whole nother level. I'm protecting him like he like my son or something. But I'm not doing that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you on that. And, and you also, gotta I show think up, man. You got to show up. And, and that's also why I think AK and Eversley, I, I love the fact watching them. I think they really do have their finger on the post of the team and who who yeah. needs what. And I continue to say that getting Daylon Terry was for Patrick Williams. Yo, hey you know man, what I'm saying? Daylon Daylon might be a guy. You know what I'm saying? He's and like boom, I pay brother. attention. I pay attention to these draft picks, man. Like that's how you build a culture. That's how you build yeah. your team. Like everybody get mad at the Warriors. Like the Warriors are homegrown, dog. Like outside of the yeah. KD thing, and even KD, right. KD was a free agent signing. Yeah. Steph Curry yes. drafted, yeah. Clay Thompson drafted, Draymond Green, you know, all this stuff like these, this that's homegrown, bro. Like, so it's like the draft picks are what matter. So if, yeah. if Dale, Dale Terry, to me, he's not as talented as Pat, but he aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And we like Dale Terry, like for what we've seen in like summer league and like these, these pro-am runs he's been doing, this dude ain't got no fear in his heart. And maybe that's Zero. gonna get. You know, him and Pat, I think he said, like, him and Pat were, like, going back and forth for, like, a practice yep. doing something. Like that. You want to see that though, type man. of stuff. Yep. Yeah, no, practice. It, it is practice. It is practice. I'm good. Yeah. In the words of our lives, we talk about practice. They to do it. They got to get it. I don't say you know, it's you know, got to translate on court, but I got to see aggressiveness yeah. from Pat. You know what I'm saying? Got to. Got that's to. one thing I've asked. I, I mentioned this all the time. I asked Kevin Gill, I asked NBA players on the interview and, and everyone else associated basketball. I said, can you change your personality as a player in the NBA? And I was told yes. So Pat can change his personality to be aggressive. But I really think also with Pat, 
I, was, I said this last week, I think he likes to handle the ball. I think yeah. he, and I think because he doesn't handle the ball on the Bulls, he kind of gets lost. I do worry about that a little bit because he likes to dribble and kick out, kick out the offense, so to speak. He likes the offense to kind of run through him a little bit, even though, you know, he's that LeBron James and like that. Though, But I could tell he likes that in his game. But that's, that's a good hands. point. That's a good point because even look how LeBron – look how LeBron played when he – LeBron loses his mind when he ain't got the ball in his hand. Right. Right? And I think that's the that's the main reason that the, the Russell Westbrook marriage ain't working. I have a, I have a, I have a, a group starting uh, – it's called Justice for Russell Westbrook. Um, you know <laughs> – I live in LA, so I, I unfortunately have the privilege of watching the Lakers pretty much uh, every night. And right. he's part of the problem, but he's not. Russ is getting way too much hate. It's because he can't have the ball and do Russell Westbrook things. So mm, right. it's the same thing with Pat. Pat needs the ball. So when you got like the IO or you got like the Lonzo, and Demar loves holding that ball a lot. Like yeah. there's a lot of times the playoffs, I was like, pass the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like yelling at my TV. So it's like. That can take him out of it a little bit, but he got to find ways around that. Yeah, because Terry, like, they're, they're turning Pat into a uh, either pump fake and drive or spot up shoot in the corner if he's not aggressive, yeah, yeah. right? Terry, yeah. that's what Terry does. That's his game. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. going to look comfortable yeah. in any kind of offense because he doesn't yeah. want to handle the ball too much. He wants to just you know drive off with the mistakes so people turn their head and cut real quick. And he and he can handle the ball too, though. He and can, he can, do, and he can too, do that. Also. He can yeah. do that. Yeah. But Pat, and that's Pat what I goes, liked about him, yeah. though, Chris. Like, not to cut. I just, I just wanted to say this Come about Dalen, because when I went to summer league, that's when I fell in love with the dude. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I saw him out there, and I'm watching him on the floor. And I mean that that game when they were getting destroyed by the Knicks. I mean, Daylon Terry, and I'm sitting right there by the bench. And Daylon Terry looked at the Bulls bench and went the fuck off. <laughs> he just went off on them. Why ain't nobody talking? Why ain't nobody talking? How come ain't nobody saying nothing? We can talk too. What's wrong? What's up, man? Why ain't we? Why we acting like we dead? Like he going, and I'm looking at him. I like and I'm like, I'm, yeah. I feel like the Emperor in Star Wars. I'm like, good, <laughs> good. yeah, good. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, he is strong. He getting stronger. Like, like I love seeing that. The I'm like, is strong yes. within him. Yeah, because yeah, I said the same like thing that. you did, talking about that culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's the culture guy. You know what I'm saying? On the Bulls, like, you're not. There's no more Tony Bradley getting carried out the club no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not gonna happen no more. By the way, who gave Tony Tony Bradley a play option? <laughs> I, I saw that. I had to read that three times. Like, excuse me, he has a what? <laughs> All right, come on, man. By the way, Dave, yeah. I have a question. How was the, the summer league experience down there? Oh, brother, it was amazing, man. Like, real talk, it was it was straight up amazing. I ain't never been around nothing like that. Where I got to go down turned, there, yeah. No, for real, for real. Where everywhere you turn, it was an NBA star or just a star. You know what I'm saying? Like, everywhere. Yeah. It, 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 in, like, a high school gym. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. just turn, there goes Kenny Beecham. Like, you turn, there goes Mark Eversley. You know what I'm saying? There goes LeBron. Like, you mentioned Jerry West. While I was sitting... I'm sitting there watching Jerry West. He's sitting on the floor, and 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 here's him, Mark Cuban, and Sean Marion just having a conversation. Just you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, like five feet from me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking. It's like, crazy oh when God, you see people this, you, you watch on TV all the time around you. Like, man, these are real human beings. Like, right? <laughs> you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Like, 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 like it, it damn, you Right? Exactly. <laughs> the, the NBA players are like, like you know, football yeah. players are regular people height. Like yeah. baseball players, you know, regular people. Right? You know, I went to the Sox game on uh, Wednesday. Shout out my guy Mike for the amazing seats. We were sitting behind home plate, and I was like, "Yo, these dudes ain't that tall." You know, like you know, outside of like Jose Abreu was a big guy. Uh, oh yeah, he's a big. Eloy guy. Jimenez is a big guy. Eloy, but, yeah, yeah. You know, but besides, that, I'm like NBA players are like 
huge, man. So I can only imagine like the, the atmosphere. And then you in Vegas, man. Like Vegas is like yeah, they call man. it Sin City for a reason, man. Like for a know, reason, man. my friend. For a yes. reason, bro. I always feel like I gotta take six hours <laughs> when I come back from Vegas. Like hey, it's man, nasty. No. <laughs> I ain't even no listen. I ain't even no gambler like that. But oh, I, I ain't gambling. Roulette tables, bro. Man, I was on like, roulette tables for hours, bro. I was there. <laughs> bro, I shout out my uh, my homie uh, Mikey. We do this our White Sox pod together. He, I call him a degenerate gambler. He's like, he texts me when I'm on a draft, like, man, put this in. I'm like, dude, I'm not leaving here with with no money, dog. Like, I'm just, it's not gonna happen. I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from around the way. I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. I cut you off, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no. Uh, I, I, you go ahead. I know the stuff. Oh yeah, man. Um, final question though, because we, I definitely want to get into the tournament. Um, uh, where do you see the Bulls finishing this year? Even with uh Dalen Terry, you know, Dream uh, Dragic, all these guys, they have they've gotten better. But like you mentioned, the East has definitely uh gotten better. And and just on a side note, for me, the three teams, I don't think we have nothing for. But like four on down, I ain't scared of none of them. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, and that's I think point. that's Miami, yeah. Atlanta, Toronto, uh, uh, Cleveland. You know the Nets, whoever you want. To, Nets are the wild card for sure. But the Nets none of those guys, card. none of those guys. I'm 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 scared. I'm like you know we can run against them all day long. But them three, I'm, no, you ain't got nothing for none of them dudes. Yeah, right the Giannis, there. the Tatum, the MB. God, good night and God bless. That's not. <laughs> Good night and God bless. Uh, uh, but I think health permitting, let's say we have decent health. And I say decent because it's the Jerry Ryan's own team. And it's like, <laughs> you look across the street, somebody on the Jerry Ryan's own team is tearing their hands through something. I've never seen it. I, between the Bulls and the, and the White Side, I've never seen an organization as as his entire Jay Ron's on a team that's had so many hamstrings. Man, dude, hey. I, ain't watch, I ain't watched White Sox in so long. I turned the channel on. It's my game. Hey, bro, you ain't missing place. nothing. I'm like, what the hell happened? I turned it on. Dude, hurt his arm sliding like a second base. Right, I'm like, what the? I've been a White Sox fan for 25 years. I've never won yeah, a season in more of my life than this one. I cannot <laughs> wait for October 1st. I, I can't put it. into words. <laughs> but I think uh, I think the Bulls are well, relative health. I think they'll finish fifth because, like you said, I'm not really scared of these other guys. Like, we can play with Miami. You know what I'm saying? We can play with Atlanta. And I still don't even know how that DeJounte Murray and Trey Murray, I mean, DeJounte uh, Murray and Trey Young thing yeah, is going to work. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we got, I got a lot of New York homies still not worried about the Knicks. You know, Jalen Brown is not you, moving you, you, in You're going to go to Christmas Day um, game, man. How do you get a Christmas Day game? This is like I know how. Of, come on, give me your fucking bro. I'm tired of that shit, man. This is the thing about the NBA, man. This is, you know, I call Adam Silver. I'm not an Adam Silver guy. I, I love mm-hmm. David Stern. RP David Stern. He is my favorite. Right. Uh, but you would think in a year where the NFL is like, you know what, we're gonna take your block and shit. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we doing three, we're doing a triple header. Not only are we right. doing a triple header, I'm doing a triple header with Aaron Rodgers, with Tom Brady. And you know, I think it's like the Dallas Cowboys been like so that those are three big rating trolls. Like, sure. and you gonna give me who the Knicks playing? The uh the the, the Sixers? 76ers, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna start my Christmas morning with Jalen Brunson versus Joel Embiid. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so it's like they do that just because it's New York, you know, yeah. and it's just like it's just bad. Like, you know, I want to see Grizzlies Warriors be cool, but we think I'm gonna watch Grizzlies Warriors or Tom Brady versus uh, Kyler Murray. It's an easy question for me. So mm, to me, it's just like here, 
take my block. You know, so I don't know what he's doing. You know, you know, no, he, I, I know. I told a friend, bro. No, I told a friend exactly what this is. I was like, what this is, is because you know when you're going to be watching the game, bro, you hold up in the bunker. You know what I'm saying? Like on Christmas Day. You're in the bunker, dog. You know what I'm saying? You're watching all these games. The only game you're going to come out that bunker for and might go look around and hang out with your family is going to be the 76ers and the Knicks. I think they put that in there so everybody could go hang out with their families. (laughs) And then, so when you do all that, yeah, you do all that, you say, yo, I hung out with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kicked with the fam. What you mad at me for? You know what I'm saying? Nick Sisters definitely uh, wake up the kids, open up the presents type thing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, we usually have a brunch in my mom's house. Now, we haven't done the last two years for uh, because of COVID, but I'm pretty sure we're going to do it this year. And it's just like, that's usually, oh, okay, I didn't have breakfast already. And then it's like, hey, man, somebody go get that white henny, man. The Packers and Dolphins going to come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me, let me drunkenly say how much I hate Aaron Rodgers for three hours. Like, that's what people are looking forward to. And, 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 another, this thing. Type of and another thing, his mama don't even like him. You know, so that's like the things about, like, for the Christmas schedule that I feel like the NBA should have stepped up a little bit more. Stop putting the Lakers yeah. on TV, man. Like, Luca, like, I, I, this is how you know. This I'll be telling people. Luca is about to be the face of this league. When LeBron right. retires, this is going to mm-hmm. be Luca's league. They gave him a Christmas day at home. Mm. Luca got a Christmas mm. day at home. There's no LA Christmas game this year for, e- for either yeah. team. So it's like that. You can see the change in the guard. But stop putting the Lakers on there, man. Give me, give me somebody else against Luca. Like, give me, I don't know, give me Denver or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. But it's a ratings thing. They want that. You got to have LeBron on because it's Christmas. It's on capacity. The Lakers, LeBron. Yeah. I say justice for the Bulls. This is the thing. If you want to put the Knicks on TV, fine. Give me Knicks Bulls. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Why can't we get that? Give me Knicks Bulls. That's one of the best robberies in NBA history. Give me yeah. Knicks Bulls. That would have been a good way for the feed both of you. Give me the Sixers, man. Like, oh, come on, man. What are we doing? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah, it's you cool. I'm, I'm telling you, that's going to be family time for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Watch a little football at that, you know what I'm saying? They they also like NFL. We know you the Giants. We're gonna give y'all one, you know what I mean? Here, take the first game. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, take our block, take the first game. Raj Goodell is Marlowe right now, where he told Bodie, (laughs) I need you to go pack up the people. That's what he's telling Adam. I need you to go pack up the people. Right, right. He told him at the meeting the price of the bridge is going up. He told him at the meeting. Rosie Dell is one of the, and this is I'm, before we get to the turn. I'm just Dell is one of the worst human beings on planet Earth. Like we, we gotta look at what <laughs> what this man did. Like yeah. even just recently with this Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson should not be playing a lick of football this year, like yeah. at all. Agreed. And if you look Agreed. at this, is like I always look at like stuff from like a marketing perspective. It's no coincidence. He got an odd game number suspension. Usually it's an even number. Yeah, he got eleven, so he can play the Houston Texans. And look what the two games at the lot you ain't pay attention. He got to play the Ravens and the Bengals out there. Roger Goodell's not low. He, he wants that Burrow versus Watson, Lamar versus Watson. He is a terrible person, okay? He's a terrible human being, 100%. 100%, that's man. That's all I've said about that. Well, speaking of terrible, let's get into yes. this tournament of trash. You know what I'm saying? Let's get into now, it. Can y'all explain this to me a little bit more so I can understand Absolutely. Like, what exactly this is? No, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So the tournament trash something we we do annually. We do it every year. Uh, We take worst things within, you know, Bulls 
uh, life, you know what I'm saying, that has happened yeah, okay. to the Chicago Bulls, and we put a tournament style. So one year we did uh, worst first round picks. Uh, we've done Ooh. worst front office decisions. We've done um, we've done worst LeBron is better than Jordan arguments. Oh, um, we, we've done we've done a, yeah, all oh, tons. That that was the that biggest was one show. we'd ever done. That it was, was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, every round was awesome. LeBron yeah, cares about the kids. He got a school right, yeah, right. The winner was uh, <laughs> the winner was Dirk was just too good. That was the winner. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's a good. One. Dirk was that too was the good. winner. Duh. So yeah, we we've done all those things. Um, and this year we're doing worst uncourt bulls moments and this is Ooh, barring okay. injury because it would have been depressing if we did injuries because we know it's oh, number man. one you know what i'm saying hey, so it that was a dark day completely bro. depressing brother uh, two dark- of the worst days of my life <laughs> february 4th 2007 when the bears all super Bowl. it's number one nothing will get worse than yeah. and number two is derrick rose injury like, I, I don't think i watched the rest of the playoffs mm. i was distraught bro only, it was a blur yeah it was a blur yeah. it was a blur you're right so, um, so yeah, man, like, so we took worst encore mode that had to do with the actual game. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Things that happened within confines on the court, you know, within those 94 feet. And we made a bracket out of it. And so what's going to happen is we'll read you off. I'll read you off um, who, who's the, the, ter- the participants, you know what I'm saying, okay. each one, the seeds in each one. You decide yes. who moves on to the next round, which one is the okay. worst which encore worst? moment. Right, the cool, worst uncourt moment, you know what I mean? Chris and I uh, each hold a veto, as he mentioned, the C. Red Fred rule to, <laughs> to preserve to preserve the integrity. You know what I'm saying? Of of the the we had to cre- <laughs> we had to create it after Fred, bro, because Fred was wilding out. Yeah, he was really, wilding really on Twitter. He was wilding. Yeah. Hey, bro, and I love we love Fred, man. But but yeah, we've only had to use it once, and that was with Fred. So. Okay. <laughs> so so yeah, man, we're not worried about it. But yeah, you read. Um, so I'll give you two options. You can start with there two brackets. There's the old trash. Okay. Which is which is things that were terrible moments that happened back in the day, and there's the new trash of things terrible moments that happen more currently. So, would you want to start with the old or the new? Let's start with the old, man. Let's start with the old. All right, let's start with the old. The number one seed, one point eight seconds. The Scottie Pippen, one point eight seconds when he just would not come back on the floor. Um, he refused to come back in the game in the playoffs. Racist. You know what I'm saying? And call Phil, call Phil Jackson a racist on TV because of it. Oh, and Tony Kuko still ended up hitting the shot, man. It was, it was, it was, it would never leave him. It's, it's marked on oh, him like LeBron losing to the Mavs. It's marked on him, bro. It's <laughs> marked on a lot of things, Scottie Pippen. But I didn't take her to y'all podcast. I'm not gonna say my true thoughts on, on Scottie Pippen. <laughs> oh, please do. No, no, no. Oh, okay, all right. Let cool. it out. All right, man. Scottie Pippen, man. I lost a lot of respect for this guy. Like, it's just like. He used to be. I actually like. There's a time I like Scott Pippen when I like Michael Jordan because you mm-hmm. know we had the same name. So it was like, oh, this dude got the same name. Then it's just like the jealousy from Mike. The 1.8, like you know, like you know, yeah. The, the one point it is like, look at it from a basketball perspe- perspective. Yeah, Scotty was the best player on the team, without a doubt. But if you got 1.8 seconds, you don't give it to Scotty, who's really not the best shooter, or Tony Kukoc. From a basketball perspective, that's a no-brainer. So even if you disagree. With the move, you not come on a court. That was a coward move, and you you, you put on your teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember on last dance, Bill Carver was like, they cried. I understand. Like, you put on your teammates, man. Like, yeah. then he only decides when he wants to be mad at Michael Jordan. Like, right, right. <laughs> he he complained about the last dance. Nobody put a gun in your head to be on the last dance. You could have said, screw Mike. I'm not coming on here. Like, and it's just like he pick and chooses when he wants to get mad. And it's like, 
don't get mad at us because you know future out with your wife don't get mad at me you know at the pools like come on dog like it's just like so i don't even know what the other one is but i know 1.8 gonna be the winner <laughs> like come on man well, let me tell you the other one then. In okay. the upset, it was the number seven seed in, in the upset. The 90s Pistons game seven. Another this Scotty Pippen moment. Another Scotty Pippen <laughs> game. Yes, another Pippen game. The migraine, you know what I'm saying, that Scotty was experiencing. Wasn't able to be out there for game seven. Uh, the Bulls, you know, took a thrash. I think they lost by 10. They lost like, um, yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, they got whooped. They good. got whooped. I think it's significant of uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to identify who ninety who who did the ninety Pistons game seven beat in round one. I think it was a big deal that beat this. It beat and uh, upset they, Hugh. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. No, they they beat oh, no. and upset Hugh Hollins. The call another Scottie Pippen moment. Um, <laughs> again with uh, Hubert Davis, the foul called on Scottie Pippen when he gave him a high five when he was shooting that during <laughs> game five. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and I mean, Bulls fans hated it so much. I remember when Hugh Hollins passed away and, and they were just still just eating him alive. I'm like, the man has died. It <laughs> like, was like, all right, oh, yeah. but that was some BS. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Should have made that call, you know. Should have so made took that, that call. Literally, literally yeah. to the grave. They they took that to Hugh Hollins, man. But he won. But the 90s Pistons won uh, in an upset because it deep put it, it the, he feels the Bulls, would have uh, beaten Portland and have continued their dominance through the rest of the league uh, because they would have beaten them, they would have beaten the Lakers, and then playing Portland again, and then playing yeah. uh, Phoenix, how they did. He continues that dominance. He feels like a championship was stolen uh, from that game. So so who goes on next round, Scott, 1.8 seconds or the 90s Pistons, game seven? Uh, It's 1.8 because as much as I'm not Sky Pippen guy anymore, I can't really get mad about him about a migraine. Uh, even though you look at Michael Jordan's face on the last dance, he, he clearly didn't believe Scotty had a migraine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the disgust was all over Mike's face. He said, I can't get mad. I mean, his head, he was like, man, he tripping. But, like, 1.8 was ridiculous. Like, yeah. with the migraine, I don't know if any of y'all had a migraine before. I had a migraine once, and yeah. I couldn't even turn on light in my house. Right. Like, So I can't Broke imagine trying to play down. a basketball game. Right. So I give right. Scotty a pass for that. 1.8? No pass for that, bro. Even if you don't agree to play, go out there for your team, and then you get mad at Phil after the game. Like, yeah, we won. Right. I'm the best player. You should give me the ball. He quit right. on his team. And then, I, you know, Tony had it, big moment. And then you just, like, you're not even showing no love. Like, y'all just won the game. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, and also to me, that damaged his legacy. I don't think it'll ever, like, he got mad for putting it in the, in the last dance. You think they don't skip over it? Like right. I think they could I get I get Scotty on that argument. That's a different conversation. I get him on the argument because it had nothing to do with the with the three. But this is why I did. This is why this is why this, but, somebody said that to me. This is why I disagree because even though it was mainly a Michael Jordan doc, mm-hmm. you had to see how the team reacted without Mike. So you had to bring that up to see how the team reacted without Mike because we can't just ignore the year. Because mm-hmm. if the Bulls would have won a championship, we'd have heard, "Oh, Mike ain't that good." Like we we'd have. Yeah. Which is which is why which is why I love the tournament because I had I had a uh, I had the I had the Hugh Holland staying higher because I felt that he turned a, a career defining moment for Scotty Pippen but that's a different conversation but 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 also um oh wow dang what I want to say well I'll, I'll also add this then Chris why why you the if you're gonna talk about that '94 team in that doc 
as as glowingly as they did, how the ball moves without Mike and how the triangle works great, you know what I'm saying, and all that, then you got to talk about everything, you know what I'm saying, that happened in right, that exactly. year, you know what I mean? You can't just oh, give yeah. them the love thing, without what happened. Yeah, you're right, Dave. Another thing I wanted to mention that, of course, at that moment, that was the biggest moment for Scotty, right there, right there for Scotty. There's no excuse for doing that, of course, right? But there's yeah. other games ahead where you did take big, bigger shots. Like, if you would have made that shot, maybe in the finals you're making a shot. No one even remembers a mix. Because they, they they're not in the finals. There's, there's no, a lot of like, uh, you got to think further ahead than that. You know, I know at the yeah. moment that's the biggest thing, biggest game at the moment. But but that man, dude, the Knicks were in the finals. You know, no one cares yeah. about the Knicks. If you went to, if you would beat the Knicks, went to the finals, you would have way more bigger bigger moments. Yeah, we look at them shot. a lot differently. We look at, them, but yeah. it's like stuff like that. It's like you know, there was a lot of Scotty Pippen you know, propaganda too. Like with Phil said, at the time he was second best player in the league. No, he wasn't. Like, you know, we just gonna act like Dave Robinson was gonna live in. Like, you know, it was Hakeem and it was like the Admiral, bro. Like, what do we, Shaq was alive? Like, no, he was not. So it was like a yeah. lot of stuff in there too. But like, one point eight, easy man. Scotty, Scotty ain't mm. never letting it, that that one down. Yeah. All right. One point eight moves on to the final four. Uh, who will they go against? Let's find out. The number three seed. Horace Grant's magic celebration. Mm. Remember Horace Grant after the magic yeah, beat the Bulls on the two yeah. on the arms, waving the towel. I mean, you know, I still kind of bite, you know, my 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 cheek a little bit when I think yeah, about I don't that. Like I, that. So yeah, I don't like that. I hated yeah. it so much, bro. I could wait for next season to begin. And there's against the number five seed, the Reggie Miller game winner in oh. the Eastern Conference. Oh. <laughs> When he's hurt hey, his ankle, man. but he's jumping around like a fool. And Chris continues to point out, like, what, how come your ankle don't hurt then? Like, you a chump. I hate your guts. <laughs> and sent them to a game seven. That was a t- And after pushing off on Mike also yeah. and, and freeing himself up to get that shot. So that's Horace Grant's magic celebration against Reggie Miller's game winner in the Eastern Conference Finals in 98. Scott, who's it's- going, bro? It's easily the Reggie Miller game winner. Mm. Oh, the upsets. Wow. Yes, sir. Easily, okay. bro. That was mm. the moment that got me emotionally involved in sports. Like, that's when my yelling wow. TV phase started. That I still have going on to this day. Uh, mm. I remember he pushed him. And I was like 10. And I told, I was yelling to you. I told my mom, like, he cheated. He pushed him. Like, well, well, this is not a foul? Like, what was going on? So I'm like, <laughs> Audibly, like crying, like a little kid, yeah, like on the other TV, he pushed back to Jordan, and it's like I hated Reggie Miller since this day. And I, I met Reggie like a couple months ago at the Clipper game. He was like doing, and we in the same line trying to get food, though. It's I wanted to knock his food out of his plate so bad. I was like, I was like, dude, like I can't stand you. And I was like, be an adult, Scott. Be an adult. Get your little uh, chicken breast and keep it moving. So it's just like. It's easily the Reggie Miller moment, like by far. This is him hopping up, the theatrics. And if you forget, Michael Jordan shot almost went in after that. Yeah, I, I wish that went in so bad. It just oh, Reggie just yeah. annoying, man. Like, that's easy. I'll tell you that. And Horace Grant was, was bad. I don't like it either. But I look at it from Horace's perspective, too. Jay Ron's up, like, man, we ain't paying you. I did the same thing. So it was like, I can't get too, too bad at Horace. But Reggie, man, that's easily, easily yeah. for me. Mm. All right, Reggie's moving on to the final four. Let's go to the new trash bracket. The number, the number one seed, the fifty-six point loss. Oh, that was the loss. <laughs> that was yeah, that reaction right there. That's why we uh, do this tournament. That's the reason we do this. Back in that this reaction, oh, man, that fifty-six point man. loss that almost led to a near mutiny. Uh, the Celtics. <laughs> 
the Celtics uh, yeah. whooping the Bulls behind and the Bulls were texting each other after the game. Like, dude, we, we ain't showing up to practice. And Boylan telling them uh, that, you know, no, nah, I really want to go have them practice. I just want to That do, was when Boylan had them uh, clocking in like they were at the Burger King. Like, oh, it was so many things. Yeah, 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 yeah the punch clock. Ridiculous. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. It was, it just, it was the defining moment of that era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For that dude. Uh, against the number two seed. The LeBron James game winner in the semis. Oh, this is tough because oh. yeah, that's what it's a number one versus a number two. It's a tough one, man. It's a Duke North mm. Carolina matchup. We know that LeBron. This moment. is a Duke that's North one Carolina. Of his defining, that's one of his defining Ooh. moments right there. Telling the coach, "Shut up! I'm going ahead and take the shot." Black trying to almost call a timeout, even though he did call a timeout. They didn't yeah. call the tech. Um, but he hit a really tough, difficult shot on Jimmy Butler from the baseline. He really had no move to do any, no room to do anything. And he hit that shot in uh, at the UC after Derrick Rose hit another <laughs> shot, you know what I'm saying, to tie the game up. In the previous Man. game, he hit that game winner. So if the yeah. Bulls win that game, they go up 3-1. It's their series after that. So I'll that was be a tough one, man. Bulls probably win the championship that year. Like, I'm not yeah, going hey. to. I think they beat the Warriors that year. Um, mm. So I'm but taking who, number two, bro. But I'm, taking, I'm taking on. LeBron's shot, bro, because, like, 56 points was embarrassing, but that was a bad team, bro. Like, it was a bad mm. team. This The 2015 Bulls team, it's so hard for me to look at that team with fond memories because that, that was their shot. Yeah. To me, they had a better shot to win the championship in 2015 than they did in 2011. Like, mm. Jimmy Butler was decent that year. Pal Gasol was pretty good. All-star. It was, like, one of Joe Keem's last year. D. Rose mm. was the best he was going to get. In his you know post injury, mm-hmm. as a starter, I mean he's a good you know role player now, but that's the best he was a starter after that. And like you said, it should have been a technical foul. It should have been. It should have never happened. And mm-hmm. for LeBron, and this is double for me because I'm like I always call myself LeBron James hater class of 2002. Y'all might have. <laughs> I was I, I I was molded in LeBron James hate. I ain't like him when he was in high school, okay? So my LeBron head ain't got nothing to do with the Bulls. I just never liked LeBron. So it's like, that was like the extra on top, extra stuff. Like, now it's LeBron, too. And, and, you know, the, the Jordan fadeaway in the United Center. And that was it. That was it of the run. It was a wrap after that. And I remember I was so angry that I didn't even react. Like, yeah. the game went off, and I promise you, I watched, I knew, I watched the L.A. News for like an hour and a half. Didn't move. I, I didn't even know what to say. I was just shocked. There's only two sports moments out in my life where I had no reaction. That one, and I don't know if y'all remember the Chicago Bears 2013, fourth and eight. It was against oh, the Green Bay Packers. That's all, that's all you had to say was fourth and eight. Fourth that's and eight. And they just say. came out of a timeout. Say. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> did Chris oh Conte God. not listen to Lovey Smith? Like, so them two Chris moments. Conte. Oh my oh God. God. I was them two moments had me in my seat. And I was when LeBron hit that shot. I was just like. I couldn't even be mad. I was like, all right, bet. Like, oh, you just hurt my feelings before today yeah. because I remember looking up out my seat and and when that ball went up and I saw a wide open, I just felt no! And, and the worst part about it, Jay Cullen, Jay Cullen and Brandon Marshall had one of their best games. Like, oh, my God. It was three man. touchdowns. Brandon Marshall made like one of the craziest touchdown catches I ever yes. seen in the end zone. I'm like, yeah, man. This, this is it. We going. All they had to yep. do was stop him and that's it. And they just, Lovey had just called a timeout. And I'm like, bro, how you forget that quick? And it's just <laughs> like, so yeah, I got to go LeBron, dog. Because yeah. yeah. LeBron just had me sitting there like, all right, man. 
It is. <laughs> and that was a wrap for that run. So I got to go with LeBron. All right. All right. Yeah. LeBron's going to move on. Let's see who he's taking on in the next round. In an upset, the number six seed, Felicio running onto the court. What happened here? <laughs> Felicio forgot that he was in the game. It was fourth quarter. It was a few seconds left. They only had four people on the floor. The Jim Boylan's dumbass is at half court coaching, not even realizing there's four people on the floor. And Felicio is talking to the coaches in the back, trying to figure out how many fouls they got to give and looks up and heard the whistle blow. was like, oh, shit. And then just took off running and committed a foul as soon as he got up there. It, it was, it was the dumbest Boylan thing ever, man. Special oh, my God. It, it was depressing. And yeah. that's going that's going against the number four seed. The Denzel Valentine Air Ball Three. You know that. <laughs> Scott. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> Come on, man. That Air Ball uh, against the Miami Heat Bulls uh, down by five. He was so he, confident when he shot that, too. So oh confident, man. He was Carlton Banks, brother. He was super <laughs> confident when he pulled that one right there, Scott. And I mean, the announcers told him it was terrible. Everybody, Kobe White just looked so dejected. Like it was yeah. terrible. It was a terrible, terrible, horrible shot. So that's Felicio running onto the court against Denzel's air ball for three. Scott, who moves on? These are two both prime Shackton moments. Like these could win <laughs> like Shackton a fool all the time. I'm gonna go with Denzel just because mm. the confidence he had. Like you couldn't tell him he wasn't Steph Curry when he when he put that shot shot up. Like <laughs> He just he just knew it was going in, like the confidence he had in to miss it. And it's just like on top of that, you remember him getting outplayed by 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 best buy employee at Drew League. And it was just like oh. I was just That's like come on, man. Frank Diddy. Yeah, right. Like, come on, man. I was just like, what are we doing? This is overall Denzel Valentine. The worst part about Denzel Valentine is he'd be in the club after that. Like, go home, dog. <laughs> like, like what, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Out there, I don't even know what spot, like, like a bevy or something. And you just did that. Go home, bro. Like, come oh, on, man. <laughs> so I'm going to go with it's Denzel. So true. All right. This hell's going to move <laughs> on. And, and this is our final four. The 1.8 seconds, Scotty Pippen going against Reggie Miller's Eastern Conference Finals game Woo! winner in 98. This is going to be a tough other, final four. Yeah, man. Hey, it did the new trash. Oh, it's going to be LeBron James's game winner in the semis in 2015 against Denzel Valentine's Air Ball 3. These are four quality matchups, Dub. These are four quality matchups. Two quality matchups, okay. I would say. Four quality teams. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like the fact, I like the fact uh, Scott, you're showing our age because that uh, that Reggie Miller shot is like in, in, embedded in your brain forever. Yeah, That's not why I hate Reggie Miller because I had 50 moments of hate Reggie Miller prior to that shot. But I, I think it's so cool that uh, that's 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 what you remember growing up was that that shot for Reggie Miller. Yeah, Reggie Miller, yeah. man. Like, yeah, I remember. I can. I remember what that whole day was like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I almost still go. This is tough because I hate Reggie Miller. But uh-huh. man, that that's Scotty. That was just top three most coward thing as far as G. Like, I, I gotta have him advance on this one. Like, I just don't understand. Not sticking up for your team, bro. Like, forget okay. the, the 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 result of the game. You should always be there for your team in sports, bro. It's about your companionship. Even if you got to be fulfilled, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. You could be like, "Yo, I listen to you because I did this for my team. I mess with my teammates. Me and you still got a problem, but I did this for mm-hmm. my teams. I just can't get over that. So I'm, I'm gonna say Scotty wins that mm-hmm. one. 
And that's, that's okay. That's what's crazy about it because Scotty is like everyone's best teammate. That's why I think it's so heartbreaking because like he's just, he's their best teammate. That's Steve Kerr like, said, yeah. Right, he'd be like, of all people, you did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't see it coming, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, and so yeah, and for the other bracket, I'm going LeBron, man. Like, mm. this has got to be LeBron. The championship <laughs> round is gonna be tough. I don't know who's for those who are like 35 and older. Uh, the LeBron shot that, that was a that was just redemption shot. It's karma, right? They that, we just saw that one. Karma. Right That's my nickname. That's karma. what I call him. I call him. I don't yeah, call him. Like, it was, it was karma, karma, though. That dude it was, was karma, karma, brother. That's why that I'm was, not mad. That was for everything we ever did yeah. to Cleveland. And we ever. did a lot to them. We, we did, did a lot, lot to them. <laughs> and, and that's why that's why I didn't throw nothing to yell. I was just like, I respect it. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't do you're nothing. Like, yeah. yeah, you're like, that's fair. That's like, yeah, that's like exactly. with your girl. That's like, I with your girl. She make that point. You're like, all right, that's fair. You know yeah, you're like, I, all right. I was wrong. All right, you, all right, all right bet. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I was tripping. That's exactly what that LeBron shot was. Yeah. That's it. I was yeah. tripping. I was tripping. I go. I'm going downstairs. I'm, I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna do the. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do the final four uh, next week. We're gonna have a special guest uh, in here with us uh, to do that, man. But Scott, this has been absolutely amazing. Man. Hey, man, I had a blast on here, man. This is bro. Please uh, let everybody know where they can find you, where they can check you out at, bro. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Barbchair Scott. Um, you can follow, uh, you follow, you know, the follow the Barbershare Network at Barbershare Net on Twitter and Instagram. Follow 79th Hallis, 79th A and D Hallis. Um, you know, football season's getting started. We're gonna have a lot of dope stuff for this season of 79th Hallis. Hopefully, we can have some one-on-one interviews with players. We got a lot of stuff coming. Um, we, we've been doing our training camp pods, won't be one this week, but we'll be back next week. Um, for that, so look out for that. Um, subscribe to our Patreon, man. Patreon.com backslash Barbers Chill Network. Um, we pretty much put like that's like our exclusive stuff. So we know we have this, our movie TV review podcast called Cinema with the Guys. It's me, my brother, and my, my homie Dante, who's the president of Barbers Chill. So we're going to be reviewing the new Game of Thrones series this week, House of Dragons. Oh, so, okay. Um, oh, I'm very excited for that. So me and Dante are going to be reviewing that. Of course, the world's most inconsistent podcast, Summer Sessions, uh, which is me, my brother Flo's, uh, my man Pavy, and usually my guy Damien, but Damien is, is, is about to get married. Shout out to him. Uh, he's about to get married. So he's already acting like a family man, so he don't be really involved too, too much as much as he used to. <laughs> but, you know, JR, my man J.R. Bang, who's the host of uh, the FBC pod, First Black Champ, uh, he hosts our mm. 200 uh, episodes this week. It's one of my day one homies. He's been like, plug in so check in next week i call it like it's really just our group chat and audio like i keep it on patreon because i could like people who just know me in media probably don't need to hear me talk like that but and i don't know how long this pod i don't know how long this podcast is gonna last by the way it might be a year from now and it's not here anymore like the further i get in my career i can't say these things but in the meantime <laughs> subscribe to the patreon and listen to some sessions we're gonna have a new episode uh, this week. Um, and then just, you know, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold you. My YouTube show, uh, it's on, uh, H&B Media's collaboration with my company, Barbers Gen Network, and my homies, Pavi and TVJ, Hoops and Brews, H&B Media. So, I'm gonna be starting season two up, uh, like the week of Labor Day. I get the exact day. We're gonna be doing two shows a week during the football season. So, look forward to that. We're doing live streaming this year. 
So anybody who wants the audio, there's no audio this year. Like I'm honestly getting tired of people calling it a podcast. It's not a podcast, it's a show. So <laughs> it's gonna be video only. So if you don't catch the stream, of course it'll be on the YouTube. So season three, I'm not gonna hold you. Check it out, man. Shout out to y'all, man. C Dub Day, man. I had a blast on him, man. I didn't even know we was, you know, recording almost two hours. It's fun, man. So whenever y'all need me to come on, I'm I'm free to come on, bro. Appreciate you having me, man. man. For real, man. Y'all can definitely check us out. Uh, follow me at Ball Sports. Follow Chris at Ball Sports One. Instagram at Ball Sports. Um, and yeah, we're on every platform you can think of as far as this podcast is concerned. You can check us out all there, Chris. Yeah, check us out BallSports.com. BawlSports.com. My man Sky High like us. He wears like a thousand hats, man. Like that was crazy. That run now. I mean, everything you do was insane. Man, it's <laughs> just, just... Man, I, hey, man. When I get home tomorrow, I'm throwing my my phone in the Pacific Ocean. And I'm not talking about <laughs> two hours, two days. With all but... with all with all that going on, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Calls <laughs> <laughs> out two hours. <laughs> talk to yeah, us, bro. Oh, I'm definitely finna go to sleep. Like in like yes, sir. All day. <laughs> yeah, enjoy <laughs> that. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Yeah, man. Enjoy that. <laughs> okay, I just say one last thing. I just want to say one last thing. Please. The Barber's Chair Shop, October 2022, is coming. I'm trying to get the job on October 26th, which is my birthday. So we're going to have uh, Barber's Chair Network hoodies, shirts, 79th and Hallis merchandise. It's going to be on our website, thebcnet.com. Shout out to everybody who bought a 79th and Hallis t-shirt. I've only got like three or four left. I'm going to tweet that in a minute for anybody who wants those. So BCNet, Barber's Chair Shop coming out in October, man. Come shop with us. Absolutely. I'm going to grab me one of them, too. And and definitely grab one of these ball sports hoodies. They are available on our website as well, man. Grab one of those, too. So we'll have different colorways coming up soon. But on behalf of our guy, Scott, Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub, I am Big Dave, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for enjoying this. We out. Peace.